0: Welcome to Powwow Life Podcast from Powwows.com, connecting you with Native culture since 1996. Here's your host, Paul Gowder. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Powwow Life Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Gowder. Thank you for being part of our community here at Powwows.com. If you're new or if you're a long-time part of our community, thanks for coming here. Powell's.com is your place to come and explore, experience, and connect with all things native culture. So thanks for being here. Today, I have an episode with Avis Charlie, who's an artist and does some really cool photorealistic art as well as ledger art. And if you're like me, I love some of the ledger art that's going on right now. And she does some really incredible work. But first, I do have a few announcements. That we need to talk about before we get to the interview First, um, don't forget this month we are doing a special giveaway of five Pendleton blankets Thanks to our friends over there at Pendleton for making this possible Head on over to powwows.com slash win to enter And you can enter daily until the end of the month For your chance to win one of those five Pendleton blankets At the end of the show, I'll give you a bonus code Just for listeners of the podcast To get extra entries into that contest also at the end of the episode, I'll have this week's trivia question and see if if you know, know some special special little information and that'll get you entered into winning a prize pack from Powells.com, including some stickers and other goodies. Special shout out goes to members of our Patreon community. We've got some new people that joined this week, so I want to give a special shout-out to them. Jackie, Joseph, Catherine, Russell. Maurice, thanks so much for being a part of our Patreon. If you'd like to join, I'd really appreciate your support. You can head on over to powwownation.com, and that's where you can jump in and join our special community over there. These are folks that are contributing each month and really helping move powwows.com forward. We've got some really special things going on right now with our Patreon. We're doing a monthly Zoom call where we kind of get to know each other and talk, and I've got some other really great things coming for our Patreon-only In uh, May so if you want to learn more about that head over to powwownation.com now in a couple of weeks we will be streaming the gathering of nations powwow live for the first time in person since 2019 this is the nation's largest powwow and you're not going to want to miss it if you're if you're not making it to Albuquerque you got to watch it online. If you want to know more about the Gathering of Nations Powwow, head on over to our page, powwows.com slash 2022 G-O-N, and you get more information, and make sure you don't miss any of the live stream going on. All right, so here is our interview with Avis Charlie. I'm so excited to have with me tonight Avis Charlie, an artist, a mother, and just a really ins- inspirational um, artist that has put some incredible art pieces out there that I want to talk about and dig into some of the meaning behind them. Um, and she does ledger art, which I absolutely love. I'm, I'm obsessed with looking at always uh, scrolling through Instagram, looking at ledger art. And so when I saw hers recently and saw some of the things that she had going on, I knew I wanted to talk to her. So thank you so much for being here with me tonight.
1: Hi Paul, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so um, before we get too far into it, um, so tell me, you know, where you're from and, and kind of how you got started in doing doing your art.
1: Okay, Han Madakya P. Hello, relatives. My name is Avis Charlie, and I am a Spirit Lake, Dakota, and Diné Navajo. And I uh, was born and raised in LA, and uh, so growing up, uh, my first, I guess, art community was uh, graffiti, you know, as part of a graffiti crew. And so that was like my first taste of um, expressing myself with, you know, different mediums. And then uh, later on in life, I went, um, I started, uh, I became a ledger artist. And then I went back to school to the Institute of American Indian Arts in Santa Fe. And then that uh, I transitioned from ledger art to uh, figurative paintings. Where with ledger art, I first started creating ledger art because um, my mom had passed away. And so I would, I would uh, you know, I would uh, make, uh, I would draw images of mother and daughter, adult daughter and mother images. And it was, you know, very healing for me. It was, uh, it helped me process her death. And um, so as I, you know, continued healing and evolving as an artist, then I started uh, painting women. And I started thinking about, you know, how can I contribute to the dialogue? And uh, so, yes, I want to start uh, representing modern women today. And so, awesome. yeah,
0: that's how I am. That's how I can to be till to, to today. That's, that's that's really cool. And yeah, I want to talk about some of the meaning of these of your pieces. Um, they are, you can see for just scrolling through your Instagram, there are definitely some. Um, you're making some statements, so that's really cool. Um, all right, for for some of my viewers who aren't familiar with ledger art, uh, kind of, can you tell me just uh, to, or to tell them where this came from and just a little history of ledger art if they've never seen it before.
1: Okay, ledger art, uh, long time ago, our ancestors painted on animal hide and they would share stories such as hunting scenes, courting scenes, and fighting scenes. Uh, but once they were uh, put on reservations, or imprisoned, they no longer had access to natural material, they couldn't go hunting anymore. So they improvised and used materials that were available to them at that time, which was discarded pages from accounting ledger books and color pencils and crayons from the general store. And this period was around about 1860 to 1910, And so those are museums now across the country and it was a male dominated art form. So as a female ledger artist, you know, I'm using the same materials except I'm I'm bringing a woman's perspective into this um, art form.
0: Cool. And yours you're doing, see, these are pencil art, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. And so ledger art's very stylized. Uh, It was before European contact. So there was like no influence of like, you know, realism, uh, you know, perspective, color theory. It was more about sharing, telling the story.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, It's a very flat art form. Yeah.
0: Which I, yeah, I just find fascinating. I love the, um, some of the powwow dance, dance styles, as you can see in there, really cool stuff. So, you know, you grew up in graffiti art. Um, How did you make the transition from, or, you know, where did you what did you take from graffiti that you were able to take into these different art forms?
1: I guess it was about like with graffiti, you know, it was about belonging. It was about, cause a lot of us were from single family homes. And so like our graffiti crews were like, you know, essentially like our family. And so it was, it felt good to belong and be part of a group, but at the same time, also, you know, expressing yourself. And so I remember when I first started spray painting on walls or using markers, I just remember this like force coming out of me and, and um and then uh and then just playing with different styles and and trying to get better and better and constantly practicing and practicing uh, you know it was just you know it was just like I said it was like a force in me and then um yeah and then just and then you know it was also about getting our names out there, getting up, you know, so people can recognize us. And I guess, you know, if you really think about it, it's about, you know, presence. It's about establishing our presence as, you know, marginalized people. And so the same thing with leisure art, you know, I'm taking this, you know, these historical documents and, you know, I'm like leaving my mark as a, as a woman, as a woman. So, you know, I, you know, there's some uh, parallels there I could see.
0: Right. Right. We I just interviewed um, some folks from FNX and they're working on a, a series of, uh, Featuring native artists and kind of highlighting that. And we talked a lot about how art is so personal and um, every piece is, is, and every artist is different because you're putting your own personal spin on it. And, you know, you talked a little bit about you, your mother and and the graffiti and what you're trying to do. So, you know, if you want to, I'm going to show some of these pieces. Do you mind if I show a couple of these and you kind of tell us some of these stories and your inspiration behind them?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go take the chicken out yeah, of go the hood. That's cool. I'll take you a second okay sorry about that
0: no okay it's all good so this one, the Remember Me This Way and as well as your mother and daughter, I'm assuming these are the ones you were talking about uh, earlier.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, Remember Me This Way, that one, um, you know, my mom left her reservation and she moved to LA in like, you know, around 1970. And uh, and uh, she met my dad out there and, you know, he didn't speak English. He was Diné, he's Navajo. And so she, and he stuttered and she felt bad for him. And so she wanted to, you know, help, him navigate around the city. And so that's how I came to be. So I like to joke around people with people and say that was my creation story. But, um, you know, but over the years, you know, um, you know, she, she left him when I was seven, because of his drinking problem. And later on, she started drinking. And, um, you know, eventually, she passed away from it. And so, you know, but she was a loving person, you know, she was very loving, very affectionate. And she, you know, really showed me how to be compassionate. And she was a giving, caring person. And, um, you know, so that's so th- th- this piece right here, you know, it's personal for me, because, um, you know, the title says it all, I remember me this way. And that's how I choose to remember her.
0: Ah, I love that. Um now this one it, it this blew me away. I love and um the the name of it and the just the expression is awesome. Um yeah, tell me a little bit more about this one.
1: When prayers hit, yes. Um this was actually my first oil painting. Uh when I was at Institute of American Indian arts in Santa Fe. I went, you know, I originally I went to school for business administration. I was in the casino business. And then when I uh, did a 360 and, you know, got my BFA, um, I was, you know, as an older student, I was so hard on myself. I put so much pressure on myself. And I remember my last two semesters there, I just, you know, I just worked all the time. And, um, And so once I finished my senior project and wrote my thesis and got that out of the way, I just wanted to paint for fun and just, you know, just, you know, you know, think. I was thinking about our humor. And so uh, I started this painting in acrylic. And then, cause at my school, you weren't allowed to paint with oil, you know, they didn't have the ventilation for it. And so I started with acrylic and then I, um, after I graduated, I moved back home to California and then I pulled it out like a year later. And then I I started, I went over in oils and I was just thinking about what this piece means to me, how it made me laugh. And I think about, you know, as natives our humor and I was like thinking about the titles and, um, you know, and so then I I know when Paris hit, it just, it hit me. And I started thinking about how everything I had prayed for at that moment, everything was happening. And um, yeah, so then at Santa Fe Market that year in 2019, I thought, well, let me just enter it just for exposure so I could let, you know, my collectors know that, you know, I'm also working on paintings, not just ledger art. And then here it won first place. And ah, so that was a nice surprise.
0: That's awesome. Hey, yeah, that one really struck me. And this one, I just love the colors of this one.
1: Yes, this is actually my favorite painting, and it's, it's big. Um, this one's an oil, um, has a textured canvas. And so with this one, I started thinking about, like, what are my passions? You know, what am I passionate about? You know, I love beadwork. I love jewelry. I love beadwork. A lot of my close friends are our beaders. And then um, I also started thinking about my graffiti roots. And I started thinking about, well, how can I combine these two? And, you know, I was experimenting, and so I thought, well, let me, uh, let me you know, take some beadwork designs and uh, add some graffiti ele- elements to them, such as, you know, shadow and light. And and I was like, let me try to make them pop out, like, 3D-ish. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I had fun with this one.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Um, and, and the realism in some of your photos is really awesome. I mean, this one, you know, this is a scene we see all the time at a, at a powwow.
1: Mm-hmm. Changing lanes. Yeah. Yeah. This is um, oil and textured canvas. So I took, um, I took sand from Long Beach and white sand from New Mexico, and I applied it to a canvas with matte medium um, just to, I was, I guess I was trying to recreate that, that Southern California aesthetic with the uh, um, stucco buildings, uh, the kind, the kind I used to spray paint on when I was 13 years old. And so <laughs> I did that with this canvas. And then uh, this is my favorite jingle dress dancer, Mallory Oaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, we worked, I told her about my ideas and she agreed. And so we met up and, um, yeah, so she was uh, my model for, um, for a couple of my paintings, two of my paintings. And, um, yeah, so this one's titled changing lanes. What, you know, where, where you know, where uh, a, a dancer is getting ready, you know, to, for grand entry. but also, you know, I started thinking about the beadwork and the leggings and how, you know, it's lane stitching.
0: Right. <laughs> right, And, and so, you know you you talked about you you were just in residency um or are you still in your in your artist in residency
1: yes i am doing back-to-back residencies i went in south dakota last year and then uh i mean last month and then this month i'm in santa fe new mexico with iia with the residency currently
0: yeah and you you mentioned that you you know you you made the switch from casino management business management into art Mm -hmm. this has been such a hard time on native artists how has the you know this experience these last couple of years been for you as trying to establish yourself as an artist
1: um well once i graduated in 20 well you know i was a ledger artist for the past uh probably about the past 11 years right. i've been a ledger artist and um when i first started creating ledger art there was about two or three other women doing it and so it was very popular when i would do art shows mm-hmm. i would just sell out and so i didn't really push myself as an artist I grow as an artist because, you know, it was constantly, you know, it was constantly selling. And, uh, so when I went back to school, um, I was ready, you know, I was ready to push myself finally. And I was ready to, you know, and I was also, you know, doing, ledger, I was doing ledger art part-time too. And then, so when I went back to school, I was so focused. And of course I was older, so I was very serious. Right. And once I graduated, um, everything just started happening like full speed, like just opportunity after opportunity. And uh, it was just a momentum that that's still going now. And surprisingly, during um, during last year, during 2020, uh, during quarantine, um, I I was busier than ever, because um, I started working with a lot of nonprofit organizations, which was a surprise to me, I guess my, you know, my work, uh, it talks to them, it speaks for them. And so I had, um, I had a lot of contracts, several contracts with different organizations talking about, you know, well started with MMIW before COVID and then it went on to, um, you know, masking up, staying home, getting mm-hmm. vaccinated. And uh, you know, those are causes that I really, and voting, voting was a big right. one too. And those are causes I believe in. And, you know, so yeah. And yeah, so it's been going so the you know, so it, um, yeah, I just, you know, doing the work and doing the work, staying consistent. And so, yeah, so it's been, uh,
0: it's been great. Awesome. And, you know, with the, the prevalence of the internet and the creator economy, and now, you know, they're calling this the great resignation. Everybody's leaving their jobs. Lots of people are looking to find um, whether it's, you know, if they're like you been, you know, part-time artists, and maybe they're looking to do more of it, or they've always had a passion and they're looking to get in it. So for these people that are listening today and, and looking at you, um, what do you tell people that are looking to to kind of pursue this as a career?
1: I would say, make sure you have the right mindset. Like I said, you know, I, you know, I was, art, I was like a half ass artist for the past 10 years. Cause I, I, I took it for granted. And yeah. so, um, and so, you know, just growing and evolving as a person, when I went back the second time, you know, I was, like I said, I was focused and I just had the right mindset and um, you know, and, I put myself out there and I utilized all the resources available to me that I I provided. And um, yeah, so that would be my number one advice is have the right mindset. But then also, you know, it's about, you know, what are your intentions? You know, like, you know, why are you artists? You know, what do you, you know, uh, what's important to you? And that takes a while. That takes a while to find out as an artist. I would just say, just start creating work, you know, whatever it is you like to do, start drawing, start painting, you know, start, you know, beating, you know, just, just start. That's, that's the number one um, advice I would give is just start.
0: That's great advice. I, I uh, tell people the same thing when they're asking me about, you know, how to go live or how to do these internet videos and just do it, just start. Um, they there might not be good for a while, but it's okay.
1: And and don't be afraid to fail. Like, don't, you know, you have to embrace being embarrassed. You know, you have to embrace that because, you know, it's all about balance because there's going to be good that comes from that. You know, like I look at, I cringe when I look at some of my early ledger art or my, you know, I look at it I'm like, Oh my gosh. And, um, but look, you know, I, I was, you know, consistent and persistent and, um, And I I wasn't afraid to put myself out there and go to art shows and put up my work and share it and see 10 years ago, social media wasn't exactly what it is now. And so, but had it been, I mean, you know, even I look at older posts, you know, I was like, wow. (laughs) But yeah, so um, yeah, just stay, stay persistent and stay consistent. Awesome.
0: And so where in the next few months, is there any place we can go and and check you out? Are you going to be at any of the shows, powwows or anything coming up?
1: Um, What month are we in? We're in November. So yes. this residency lasts us through December. And um, I have a show in a few weeks here in Santa Fe with Swaya uh, Winter Market. Uh-huh. And, and um, yeah, and then uh, the next few months, I'll be in March, I'll be in Phoenix at the Herd Museum, their Indian Market. They have every March, just the first weekend of March, I'll be there. And then on and then I start like, you know, like there's the Powell Trail, but then for artists, there's art Trail. So then I'll go from, you know, the Herd Museum to Idle and then, yeah, then I
0: have like shows, smaller shows in between. Awesome. Well, that's great. So, and we'll make sure I put links to your Instagram and your Facebook and your website. Um, I know you got some things up for sale on your website, and uh, definitely everybody go check out our Instagram and follow you there to see when even some new stuff comes out. Well, thank you for spending time with me. It's great hearing some of these stories behind the art. And uh, I love following it. And I'm going to have to pick up some of your ledger art eventually. Um, I need some more more stuff up here on the wall. So, But thank you for spending time with me. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: As promised, at the end of the episode here is your bonus code for this week's Pendleton giveaway. Head over to powellscom slash win to enter to win one of five Pendleton blankets being given given away at the end of the month. This week's bonus code is 50678. That's 50678. six seven slash win and that'll get you some extra entries only for the listeners of this podcast episode. Now, Here's this week's trivia question sponsored by our supporters over at Patreon. Thanks, guys, again for supporting PowWalls.com with your contributions on our Patreon. If you're interested, learn more at PowWallNation.com. All right, here is this week's question. As of today, how many federally recognized tribes are there in the United States? should be able to find that out with a quick Google, but maybe you know just offhand. Let's see who can figure that out. Head over to powwowlife.com. Use the form there to enter the contest, and I'll draw from all the correct winners, and the winner and uh, the winner will get a prize pack from powwows.com, including some stickers and other goodies. Good luck. Thank you so much again for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate you being here each week, and I hope you're enjoying these interviews. If you have an idea for the show, I'd love to hear about it. Write me at paul at powwals.com. Thanks again, and I will see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Pow Wow Life podcast from powwows.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of our next episode. Find a powwow near you by visiting www dot forward slash calendar support powwows by visiting www.powernation.com